You're listening to the Board Game Snobs podcast, a ridiculous podcast with ridiculous hosts that discuss ridiculous things. And any mention of board games is purely coincidental. And so, without further ado, and with a heavy dollop of shame and embarrassment on my part, I give you the Board Game Snobs. A very different episode of the Board Game Snobs podcast. I've got my headphones on, I've got my microphone, but I'm not with you, Gobby. No, no. You've got COVID, so we're having to do this uh, six feet apart. I'm glad you're sitting across the table from me. Uh, 60 miles apart? I'm way away from you. I ain't getting COVID. I ain't had COVID. I got good genes. Or, or maybe I've had COVID so many times. That uh, I just am not uh, not going to get sick with it. What so. genes prevent COVID? Levi's, Lee's, wrestlers, Wranglers. It's called uh, genes that have not been tainted by uh, whether they call that. Oh, I don't want to offend anybody. We're really close to Arkansas inbreeding. <laughs> hey, my family Lots does of- hail from Arkadelphia, Arkansas, so you're not too far <laughs> off. You know, that's what that nothing says inbreeding. Much like how they name towns over here, because we do Tex Arcana, because it's a town in Texas close to Arkansas. We do Oak, Oklahoma, because it's in Arkansas close to Oklahoma. What other ones do we have? We got bunches of towns like that. Lake Texoma. They can't. We don't listen. We're about merging you and uniting, not dividing. Let our families be one. <laughs> Let it be one. <laughs> your sister. Oh, no, your easy sister. now. <laughs> easy now. You kiss your sister. <laughs> now your children have flat faces. He did kiss his sister, and they tried to act like it was not that way, but it was, and it was weird. No matter what you say, George. The Ewoks. The Ewoks are, they inbreed. <laughs> E-walk away from that is what I say. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, so, I, yeah, I've been, have, I've, I've been... I've been... I'm sorry, I was talking over you, but you have COVID and yeah, you sound a horse. I, I, <laughs> nay, to that I say, I've coughed and coughed and coughed for the last three days. I've never coughed so much in my life, but I'm on the other side. Uh, my wife tested negative just five days. Her her five days into it, she's negative. I tested, but I'm in like four days into it. So technically I'm not done, but I t- I'm still quote unquote positive, but I feel fantastic. Remember when you were wrapping yourself in saran wrap and refusing to breathe the air of others from like from March of 2020 to mm-hmm. basically December of 2021? Yeah. And you were so afraid of COVID, and yet you here arbitrarily have defeated COVID with like little or no effort. With morbid obesity at that. 
morbid obesity, high blood pressure, male pattern baldness. <laughs> There's a lot going on, and you're just rocking it. It's like, no, nah, COVID. I should not be alive at this moment, but here I am. Right now, all the scientists are f- at Pfizer are going, well, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> wait a minute. We thought. We thought. Surely. A miracle of science has come out of southeast Oklahoma, northeast Texas. You must have gotten the weird strain of COVID, though, like the weakest strain. It wasn't like bad. The- so I want to tell you, not I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it really was like a bad cold. Like I didn't, I didn't even have fever. I just literally, my main thing was I coughed. I coughed and I coughed and I coughed. It was miserable for a good two days, but it wasn't bad. And my brother had had it. But he was like on t- having to take using an inhaler and some he's talking about some sort of Tesla pearls. I was like, Tesla pearls? Did Elon give you pearls? Maybe I don't know what happened there, but But now you you are pretty sure you're on the up and up. Like you're going Oh to yeah. Like I feel fine. And uh me and my wife went for a a walk outside today because we both felt good and uh we're good to go. It's just a matter of me getting that negative there's no chance that you're going to die. I don't. Well, I'm going to die eventually at some point in time. Of COVID here shortly. Oh, I, I hope not. No, not unless there's okay. a drastic turnaround. So now that I've asked that question, go ahead. I will now kind of go out and say that, as you well know, I am a planner and I am morbid and I like to think ahead. So, of course, when you told me that you had COVID, I naturally knew that no doubt you have A, no life insurance, B, no health insurance. So I decided I'd go ahead and start planning. So I may have already have like a draft of the GoFundMe account of this is Gobby. He's on a ventilator. (laughs) Help the large Chilean podcaster recover. And also perhaps may have started your obituary. What does it say? I didn't get that far because I didn't know how to ask about, like, you know, you always start off by saying, oh, he was it proceeded in death and all that. I can get that later. But like, what do you say about you? What do you say about a man that has no accomplishments? <laughs> well, here you go. Well, here's, here's what you say. <laughs> Gabi was a jovial. <laughs> Hang on a second. I just, I did, I mean, these are cliff notes. I mean, I'd spice it up a little bit, but like, <laughs> I use jovial a lot in this obituary. I enjoyed board gaming podcasts. And then that, see, I was going to insert podcasts because I was actually going to plug the podcast in your obituary. And then in parentheses put, we need them clicks. There you go. As long as, hey, I would hope my last episode got the most downloads and I'd be happy. He enjoyed impressions. Uh, what was that type of humor? I wrote down comedy. Puns. Not, the, not puns, but the type of that show you listen to. Improv. Improv. Oh, improv. Yeah. yeah. Improv humor. And yeah. And so that. And, and I was just going to kind of go that route of like making it be like. Now, you do, do you have a good picture? I've got one from about 35 years ago you can use. I don't know. It's always creepy. When, like, somebody, I don't say it's creepy. Give you a baby picture. I'll give you me with a baby picture. He's not much different. He's still bald and chubby, just a little bit older. He's 48 years old. Why the have his his baby picture? Yeah, they do that. Like, when an old person dies, they'll use a younger picture. Like, they always pull from, like, the 30s. Like, Like, not the 1930s, but when you're in your 30s, it seems like. Uh, I did have something 
this is okay. I do have some. Did you not a did you know? You ever you know that movie Midnight Cowboy with John Voight and Dustin Hoffman? Yes. I did not know this, but Wikipedia says it was the first X-rated movie to get a Oscar. It won like Best Picture, Best Actor, all that stuff. I didn't know it was X-rated. I didn't know that. Because uh, uh, it's like from 1969 or something, and John Voight plays a prostitute. Dustin Hoffman plays like this con man. Anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up, everyone is always obsessed. And I say everyone because I mean me. I'm always uh, not obsessed, but impressed with people that can ad lib. You know, when something, especially movie actors, like when uh, something happens that they weren't expecting and yet they're able to come up with something witty or something, something fast off the top of their head, you know, things that I'm not good at. So I, I look up to people that can. Well, you know, that whole thing where he says, I'm walking here, I'm walking here to that taxi yeah. cab. Yeah, that was improv. That was completely improv. They said yeah, I try to run that, him over. That, well, he didn't try to run him over. It was a very small budget film. They didn't have the money to close down the street like they wanted to. So they were like filming like rogue. Like they just had like these microphones hooked up to them and they were just like filming without permits and all this stuff. And that cab literally almost hit Dustin Hoffman and he stayed in character. Although you can hear him change his voice if you listen from the way he's talking. But he does say, I'm walking here. But then as he walks off, he goes back into character and says, insurance scams. That's that's a good way to make some money right there. Something to that, of course, something of that essence. And I was like, well, that's pretty good. Your voice changes, though, when you get frightened. I guess does so. Your voice, yeah, it changes. So, I mean, that could have been in character. So that's something you did not know. I did not know that I'm walking here. I mean, I've seen that my whole I've seen that scene. My whole life, I've never seen the movie because I read the Wikipedia and it sounds ultra depressing. I mean, just ultra depressing. Since we're doing, did you not know on movies? Did you ever watch that show about the two dogs and the cat, that longest journey home? What was it called? The journey, the dog and the cat. Yeah, yeah. I think it's called the longest journey or something like that. And they were like, are there the dogs? And the cat, they were all talking during that. You oh, remember that one? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's an old okay. one. Okay. Did you know that that's not those dogs' real voices? <laughs> See, that the incredible right there journey. Is equally as interesting to the one that you just said. Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey is a 1993. A, it's, it's Marty McFly, and uh, Golden Retriever was... Uh, well, there was a 1963 movie of the same name. Let's see. But this one in 19... Uh, okay, so the 1993 was Michael J. Fox, Sally Field, and some people I don't know. Who was the other dog? Uh, I'm guessing Don Alder, Molly's father. I don't know. The dog, the golden retriever. Michael J. Fox was a person, was an animal. He was, he was not the golden retriever. Okay, Sally Field. She was the cat. Okay, I'm searching. I'm looking here. I'm looking. See, look at there, right off top. I don't. I don't know. I don't. It doesn't say on IMDb. You are, you are very it doesn't say. I'm looking at IMDb. It doesn't say. That's very disappointing. Anyway, I don't like watching animal movies because they're depressing. However, since me and my wife have both both had COVID, she tested positive first on Monday. I felt 
sickish on Tuesday. I tested negative, but then I worked all day Wednesday, felt horrible, come home, finally tested positive. So I was off work Thursday, Friday. So we had lots of time on our hands together. So we watched Dog with Channing Tatum. I cried mm. several times in that movie. It's also Is that the one where he's a stripper? No, it's the one where he's an army ranger and the dog is an army ranger. The dog's an army ranger? The dog's an army ranger. Who does the voice of the dog? <laughs> Michael J. Fox. No, there's no voice of the dog. He plays a dog. It's a good, solid movie. I suggest it for your family. Also, as I've been sick, I was listening to some podcasts, and I discovered a phrase, and it seems to go with a particular I hate to I hate to stereotype or put people in a box, but that's what I'm fixing to do. Any guy or bro, let me say, that bro. says 100% all the time, I hate them. They say 100%. 100%. A Theo Vaughn episode. He had some guy on there from a Nelk podcast. Never heard of him. But that dude said, everything Theo said, 100%. 100 percent well that's how he sh he's showing agreement but it's easier it's very easy what i would do if i was him i would always begin to say 100 percent. but then at some point in time when he would say something i only partially agree with i would say 80 percent 80 percent and i would just start lowering it arbitrarily i disagree every time he'd say 50 percent 50 percent what 20 percent and just that way just writing then finally he has to say well what, what do you mean by that Well, uh, I was, did you, that article that I posted about board games being overrated. I thought you were, I thought you were invited the guy onto the show. I did. His name is Kistor Napier Rahman. So there is an article for which we posted on our Facebook page, which you can go to the Facebook. We don't own Facebook, but go to our Facebook page and join the board game snobs. And you can see it there. The board game, the board games are terrible. Please don't make me play them is the title of that column. And so this individual wrote an article regarding uh, – he's basically rebuffing the Washington Post's recent article about the golden age of board games, which we are in the golden age of board games, I would say. This man goes on to say that board games were basically – let me, let me find let – let me just quote him. How about that? I like it when people quote people. The whole undergirding principle that fun must be rigidly structured and regimented. That discussion between friends can only play out according to a rule book. Leaves no room for the serendipitous. Unquote. That's a pretty good line right there. That he he's proud of that. This writer he wrote that. He's very proud of that. That's very nice. What does serendipitous uh, mean? That's like serendipity. The show with John Cusack. When things just happen, and it's like it's not lucky, or I, or, or, or I almost said ironic. It's like it's meant to be. Uh, no, it's like it's it's serendipitous. Is like by it's it's by chance, but it's your it's good. It's a good thing. Like it happened. Like it's it's um trying to like it. So you discovered something. This is serendipitous. The occurrence and development of events by chance in a happy or beneficial way. It's a happy coincidence. Correct. So let's see. For re back to this article, for reasons too complex and inscrutable 
So we were talking about increasing our vocabulary, and this guy's got it going on. For reasons too complex and inscrutable for this brief rant, adulthood has become overwhelmed by a culture of inf... I can't ever say this right. I can say it in conversation. I can't read it. Infantilization. That's not how you say that. Basically, infantilization. At some point in the last few years, grown men and women have started being proud of doing and enjoying things once considered the domain of children. Slowly, those childish interests began to become culturally dominant and commercially very lucrative. Consider the endless glut of superhero movies and the once serious directors who've sold out to the Marvel coin. Quick question. Are you going to read the whole article? Nope. I have literally read two lines from the article. Okay, just making sure. Uh, are you? Do you want to read the article? It's very esoteric. If you do, no, it's not esoteric. <laughs> I read it. I'm trying. You said you said to bring up what this article is about. I've okay, I'm just waiting. I'm just no. I'm just making sure it doesn't go no, on too long. No, no. I'm making the point. I've read the two lines I wanted to read, and you're like, "Oh my god, just take it forever." Oh. And I hope that you can streamline basically what he's saying into something more in the lexicon of people like me that don't understand big languages this guy thinks you played board games because you're childish and immature well that's rude he also thinks that the reason why you like marvel and all these other various things that have come about is because you're so much of a man child for instance how uh, adults are now buying coloring books and talking about harry potter and playing video games and quoting the simpsons well i guess he just has citizen kane on repeat and he's uh uh listening to uh johann sebastian bach as he reads the scarlet letter what the heck does this guy think he is well, I invite him on the podcast. Oh, hey, welcome, good fellow. <laughs> I can be nice if I need to. That way you can shots fired. Anyways, so I have, I take a, I, okay. So his whole article regarding that basically board games are just this trend of how people are now just focused on the various activities they engaged in in their childhood. And that's what they're trying to basically relive. Here's how I feel about this. And I don't know exactly how to illustrate this, so I'll just use a personal one. So my father loved to deer hunt. And he grew up hunting. But he didn't hunt for enjoyment when he was a young lad. He hunted to survive. He really enjoyed it, no doubt. But he had to hunt to provide for the other eight siblings that he had and his family. But as he got older... We now had grocery stores, and he had enough money that he didn't have to hunt. He didn't have to go out and deer hunt for months at a time, but he did because he enjoyed it. It was a thing. This thing that was once necessary in his childhood has now become a fun activity to him, something he liked to engage in. Same thing was true with fishing and the various other activities. He could not understand how anybody could enjoy sitting around watching television and and things of that nature or playing video games or anything else along that lines because that was something that he never did as a child. So it wasn't something he enjoyed. Now, because I am getting up there in age, I look back at the various things that I did as a child and I enjoyed them and I still enjoy them now. And there's things that my kids do that I can't understand why they enjoy, such as 
how they would prefer to actually watch somebody else play a video game rather than play said video game themselves. They'd rather watch some YouTuber or somebody on Twitch or how they like messing with their phones and shooting videos and how everything seems to be enhanced that way. These are things that I don't particularly like and that I think are stupid, but they understand them and they enjoy them. My point being is that everybody looks back at their childhood at some point in time and remembers the things that they used to do favorably to some degree. And they want to capture those magical times. And they want to go back and feel like they're doing something that made them feel safe or comfortable or nostalgic. And so people go back and engage in activities that make them feel this way. It just so happens to be that this time, this period, this time period, it's with board games or people playing video games because that's the generation that has now become adults, ones that have grown up in the 80s and 90s playing D&D and going to the arcade. I don't feel like that this is infantilizing adults. I think it's just nostalgia. I think it's people doing what they used to do and what they used to enjoy, and that it's not a bad thing. But at some point in time, I'm going to be griping about, just as I am now, the things that my kids are going to enjoy. But it's all the same. Does that make sense? It does, and I would agree. Can I get 100%? 100%. Yeah, I read the article, and the guy, I mean, apparently he played a game with this guy who likes board, whatever his quote was of that person. And then, so this guy who plays board games, I don't know what game he had them playing, but it was not suitable for his audience, clearly. He clearly didn't know his audience, which that could be a difficult thing to do. Maybe this person, this guy who likes board games, was trying something and he he misread. Maybe he thought, oh, this guy will get it and he'll like it. Well, he didn't. Uh, He doesn't like board games. And if you don't like board games, if you have this type of personality or uh, if you're like my wife and you're always working at your job where you're always calculating things. My wife works at a bank. She has zero interest in doing any sort of calculations at home because that's her job. That's not enjoyable for her. She wants to take it easy. She enjoys party style games. Apparently, the game that this guy was playing was not a party style game, but like he said, it took like an hour to teach. I don't know what. I wish he would have said the game, but he didn't. It could have been freaking barrage or something, just absolutely uh, some sort of GMT war. I don't know what he was playing that took an hour to teach. I'm sure that was a exaggeration on his part, but I would have been upset too if I didn't have interest in games yet. Here we go into this guy and he's teaching me in a game that takes forever to learn. And in that in that setting, generally as gamers, we know to teach people party style games or something very light like ticket to ride or carcassonne and that's why there's this term of quote unquote gateway games which i have a podcast coming soon with mike and crystal in which i dispute the gateway part and how that affects different people because crystal's gateway game was dinosaur island but she loves that type of stuff she loves board gaming like she just dove 
headlong into the deep end of board gaming. And so her gateway games were very deep, uh, you know, heavy games, not Ticket to Ride. Not, she would be bored with Carcassonne. But maybe this guy, this his type of gaming would have been beneficial to go that way. Uh, definitely more of a party style game. But anyway, he doesn't sound like he enjoys gaming. So he's being overly judgmental, obviously. And whoever had the gaming night blew it is what I'm going to say. I don't think it had anything. Uh, 90%, 90%. <laughs> uh, I don't think it had anything to do with the teach of the game. Here's why. I think this type of individual is just not going to enjoy board gaming as a whole because he likes to socialize differently. Nothing wrong with that. I've talked about how I enjoy utilizing board games to socialize simply because it helps. It gives me something to do and focus on. It gives me an outlet. It it, it brings like-minded people who want to take a moment and engage in an activity and it quietens down the 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 mindless pabble that that just pablum that goes on and it's just it's it's in, it's enjoyable I, I it helps me have some focus in terms of what the social rules will be and so he may not be that type of person well that makes sense i i think it goes to knowing what type of person he is and what type of groups he hangs around. Like you're talking about, if you have difficulty starting conversation, if you're just going to be, which you do not. I mean, you're just like a conversational. You just like. I'm, I'm wonderful. You, <laughs> I don't know about all that. I just started a discord. But there are people that can just, boom, have dynamic conversations. Everyone's involved. We're all having a good time. Blah, blah, blah. But that's generally with like a group of friends you're comfortable with after several months, years of knowing each other. But if you're like, a, that's a part of it. It's like, I, don't, I need to know a lot of the context of this situation. Were they all strangers? Did they know one another? How long did they know one another? All that. Games are good for groups of people that get together and if you don't know one another and you're not great conversationalist and you don't have someone in that group that says, hey, how are you doing? Whoa, what do you enjoy? What's 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 your life about? Uh, how are uh, you know, what are your goals? What do you do? You know, and then there's some people that are in that group. Maybe there's that alpha type person like a Jerry. It's like, hey, this and that and this and that. And there's other people that are like, I don't want nobody asking me all these questions. So a way to alleviate all of that is gaming. And that's why games are beneficial in this way. It's like it alleviates the alpha person that wants to ask everybody all these questions. And then maybe there's someone in the group that doesn't want to answer a bunch of personal questions because I don't know you that well. You never answer any of my personal questions. I answer all your, your personal You know everything wife, about me. Your wife takes quite <laughs> Your wife gives me dirty looks all the time when I'm asking her questions. <laughs> because she got very mad. That's at because she's watching a movie and you're sitting there I, asking her deeply personal questions. I asked her about some. I wanted to know. She works at a bank. I had some very specific banking issues <laughs> I wanted answers to. She gave me a weird look. It was obvious that she was in a bad mood. I asked <laughs> if it was that time of month, and she told me to get oh, out. No. So your wife uh, is just twenty percent. Twenty percent. 
maybe 10 percent but anyway so i i just feel context is lacking here in this article and this person just doesn't like gaming period but i do agree with your thing about uh people that like your dad and his hunting. I was, <laughs> this is, is kind of embarrassing. But I was, you, you know, the game Heyday. It's an it's an app. Heyday. Mm-hmm. It's like Farmville. It's basically like Farmville. You remember Farmville? I remember Farmville from back in the day. Okay. Well, Heyday is basically was Farmville. Forty like year old women that were divorced. Just forty year old divorcees sit at home on their computer and farm. When Facebook that. was coming around, yeah, Farmville was big. Well, Heyday came around. And you're growing crops, selling crops, and you could have people that you knew in real life, or you could have people that you know online, and you could trade crops and sell them, blah, blah, blah. It's it, you, you, all, you all dizzy, Katie? Exactly. Like, 100%. So, I'm telling, so I'm playing this at my father-in-law's, who's 85 years old, and literally has a farm in his home, in which he grows Lettuce, tomatoes, zucchini, anything you can think of. Greens, collard greens. And I'm he's at, he walks upon me. He's like, what you doing there? And I'm like, oh, I'm just playing heyday. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm <laughs> farming these crops and selling them. And he just starts laughing at me. Like it was completely incomprehensible to him what I was doing. Because he does it in real life, and he does it for a living. So me doing it on an app seems absolutely foolish to him. So I can understand that viewpoint of it. But, you know, that's just, again, that's context. He laughs, and he goes to his computer and fires up Stardew Valley. <laughs> uh, Possibly. Uh, one of the lines from this article that, to me, is the thrust of it is this, quote, For its wholesomeness, the beloved board game night is antithetical to the thing that gives any social interaction a feeling of magic. The thing we missed most during the worst years of the pandemic, a sense of spontaneity, unquote. So it's obvious that this gentleman views board gaming as a very rigid night for which everybody sits down, looks at a board kind of like a spreadsheet style and just tries to figure something out that there's no spontaneity, that there's no interaction or socializing amongst the players. Dare I say that this gentleman has never played a game with us or with Enrique. So we need to take some of that Patreon money and fly Enrique out to Mr. Ramon's home and let Enrique teach him a game and Realize that spontaneity is something that is created. That's something that comes from the players themselves, not from the situation. And what, I mean, think of all the board games that do provide spontaneity, that do have all the, that that afford the players moments to have these crazy interactions or to have a, a different type of socialization. For instance, I'm very excited for our upcoming game that you have arranged, which I'm very excited for because we never play party games but we're going to play two rooms and a boom in a couple weeks from now i'm very excited for that because we just don't generally play a lot of party games it's going to be with some people that we know i think that's that's pretty spontaneous 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 perhaps spontaneous 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 
don't talk down to me and infantilize me. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. But but this article was very was written by somebody who obviously had a very bad time. He had a bad he had a bad time, and that's that could be a to his attitude going in, and it could also be to the person that was throwing the game night. Like a lot of that can land on them, and that's understandable because it is difficult to gauge your audience. It's difficult to say who's into what, and you know if you have a bad time, you have a bad time, and that sucks for everybody. But this guy just decided to write a whole article about it and trashed the whole entire genre of board gaming as if it's stupid, childish, and dumb. And it's that just, to me, shows this person's complete ignorance as to what gaming can be. Like, that's just, uh, that's like watching, that would be like watching a, bad movie and saying you know what movies are stupid and they're all dumb like you can't judge the whole entire genre uh entertainment industry of movies based on one bad movie you just, i didn't if i was to watch geely and base every movie on geely well then yeah but you can't do that you have to have a, a little bit a bit more of a uh, uh, an open mind to things and this guy doesn't sound like he's up to that but if he accepts your invitation to come on our podcast that would be very interesting your stupid movies made me think of dumb and dumber oh that is not a stupid movie that is genius comedy is what that is it's not a comedy i i was in the shower the other day which i'm gonna have to start i've started a new a new uh, thing where I've been keeping track of all my shower thoughts because Ooh. I have been having some amazing. Do you have like, a I, Do you have a shower like a board in your shower you can write stuff on? Yes. They sell those yes, on Amazon. I write inspirational messages to myself the night before, so that in the morning when I take in the shower, I've obviously have forgotten by then. I read said inspirational message. And it's been very inspirational. I that, that, that thus, that's what made me think of this. Dumb and Dumber was a romance. Okay, I had this thought because remember okay. the chick off picket fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was going on. That was the that was the whole story. Was that Jim Carrey dropped her off at the airport, and then he wanted to convince his buddy to chase her, basically to deliver this briefcase to her. He, he and he's he's having that dream about her and everything. He was he, it was it's it's a romance. It's very touching. He's going out to try to track her down. It is literally a romantic comedy, and it doesn't end well. Obviously, he doesn't get the girl in the end. It is a romantic comedy, correct? It's romantic and it's comedy. Okay, there I would say go. it's more of a comedy romantic. Is there a difference? It's 90% comedy, 10% romance. Okay, well, that would be a comedy romance. Rom-coms okay. to me is more like failure to launch, 10 things I say about you, whatever, those type of things. So you have to have more romance, 51% romance? Yeah, because it's, it's, there's not, there's, it's got some humor in it, but it's mostly the romance of them getting together and meeting one another. Hey, when Harry met Sally... There's a few funny parts, but it's mostly the story of them meeting. That's a rom com. 
All right. That's why All I right. classify Dumb and Dumber as a comedy because it's it's a comedy with a little romance in it. It's not a romance with some comedy in it. I mean, you've got oh, what's his name? Who's the not 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 Jim Carrey, but the other guy? Uh, Jeff Daniels. You got Jeff Daniels blowing up a toilet with diarrhea. That's not a rom com. That's just that's classic golden comedy right there. That's serious. That's that's life. I mean, I've I've heard your wife do just that many times when I'm when I'm there at your house, and I don't say anything about it because I'm polite. <laughs> but when I ask, hey, perhaps you should increase your fiber, she gets mad. <laughs> she gets mad. Well, I don't like, know why your wife do, is so picky. Are there any candles in this home? <laughs> I always bring matches when I go to Gobby's. You never know. Your wife's kind of semi-vegan. So, anyways. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, <laughs> let's end it on that. Let's, let's end it on uh, me insinuating that uh, Gobby's wife, wife has horrible diarrhea. Uh, anyways, that's fine. That, that can be cut out if you like, or just leave it in. I bet you'll, you should leave this in. Just leave it in. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She doesn't care. And also, it's not true, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true. She eats a lot of fiber, and her her movements <laughs> her are movements. infrequent. Her movements solid. are frequent and firm. And just like this podcast, frequent and firm. Uh, and uh, on that where, note. Where's Dan Hughes when you need him to rate this <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you you're getting over COVID. Oh yeah, you it. keep hanging there. That's going to do it for this episode. We got to get off here. I have things to do. No, you don't. It's nine o'clock. You're fixing to go to bed. No, I'm not. I'm about to fire up my uh, about to fire up. I got my gaming headset on. What you going to do? What are you going to game at? I don't really know. Actually, I'm I'm on the Discord right now. I'm talking with. Uh, oh, we need to say that we have. Okay, we've had a Discord, but we've never, like, fired it off. But now we officially have the Discord server, sever, servers. So if you want to join our Discord, go to the show notes, and it'll be in there, our Discord link. Why do people use Discord? I don't understand Discord. Well, it's fun, because people sometimes are on, and then you can, like, live chat with them i am chatting well, right you can do that on facebook i don't understand no, but, i don't but, understand but we're chatting we're chatting right it's now. for the I mean, kids see this Luke is Holt. like it's like me playing heyday it's like me playing heyday and my father-in-law coming and saying what's why are you playing heyday i don't get it i know luke uh, holt yes i know who that is yes we announced his engagement on our show remember when we did that i do that i do God bless yes. Luke Holt and his wife, and I hope they have a happy full marriage and don't end uh, in divorce like uh, most marriages they, do. It's very funny that you would say that just now because he just messaged me and said that they broke it off. No, so they did no, 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 no. See, no, this is didn't. why you need the Discord because it's very odd. Are you, you kidding that. me? I'm very so first. <clears throat> okay, so real talk. Luke, I'm talk. sorry. I was. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Luke, listen, we've all been there. We've all had. I, I, we, it happens. It happens. Relationships are hard. These relationships are hard. Oh my God, I feel so but, bad now. 
you should because you're making you're you're making jokes. I was not. I mean, I was stating facts. Actually, if you were on the Discord, you would have known. Oh, Luke, I'm sorry. So, Luke, hang in there, and if you need to talk, well, you're on the Discord right now, so you can talk. So there you go. See the Discord helping people recover from emotionally damaging experiences, and also. You know, hey, there's more fish in the sea, but also, really, board games are all that you need. Really, they're all that you need. Go ahead and let's let's end this podcast, Luke. I'm going to talk to you on the Discord now. Okay, we're gonna Jerry's gonna take care of you. All right, that's gonna do it for that's this not, episode. That's not right. Okay, go ahead. That's gonna do it for this podcast. This is Jerry. I have COVID, and I'm Gabby. Bye-bye. Thank you for tolerating this episode of the Board Game Snobs. Stay classy. Stay classy.